I think it's safe to assume that everyone here could probably tell the Christmas story. Young virgin named Mary conceives a child by the Holy Spirit. She and her betrothed Joseph travel to Bethlehem and by order of the emperor. There Mary gives birth in a barn because there is no room in the inn. Celestial light floods the earth. And angels announce the good news. Shepherds leave their fields and their flocks to come see the newborn babe. Everyone is praising God. The end. For many of us, that is the extent of the Christmas story. It ends with the birth of the Christ child. That is, however, only part of the story. The other part of the story is, it's less celestial and harder to place on your mantle. So we do not often hear of it or or tell it. It is the part of the story where the angels stop singing and the shepherds return to their fields. It is the part of the story where Mary and Joseph gather their things from the barn, including the baby, and they travel home to to Nazareth. That's the part of the story that's always left untold. And honestly, I don't know why it's left untold. Because for me, that's the part I can relate to. Who's not packed a bag? (laughs) Who's not stood in, in silence and in darkness in the night? I don't think we tell this part of the story because everything looks like it did before the birth, ordinary and mundane. The barn is again empty, the night sky is void of celestial light, and the shepherds are again in their fields, keeping watch over their flocks. It sure doesn't feel like Christmas, does it? Who wants that on a mantle? So why tell it? I mean, consider your own life. You've spent weeks buying and wrapping gifts, decorating your homes, planning the perfect holiday menu. Some of you are even more cheerful at this time of the year. Not all, but some. (laughs) And yet, in a couple of days, it'll all be over. Your family and friends will return to their homes. The leftovers will be thrown away. Decorations will be taken down. Bills will be coming in. You'll be less cheerful because you've gained five pounds. But you're going to work it off in the new year. (laughs) Children go back to school. Parents go back to work. Like the shepherds, we return to the fields and the flocks of our lives. To the routine of daily life. Everything will look as it did before the birth. And the world certainly won't feel like Christmas, will it? So we believe it's over. We pack it away 
We return to the mundane in the ordinary. Yet looks can be deceiving. Who would have ever guessed that God would become human just like us? Who could have ever imagined a young virgin would give God human life? Who would have thought that our Savior, the Messiah, the Lord, the one to whom we have waited, would come among us as a baby? You see, I think it's imperative, or becomes imperative, to hear and to trust this other part of the story. Because it tells us that the miracle of Christmas is not in the virgin birth. It's not in the celestial light. It's not in the appearance of angels or in the songs of the heavenly host. Because those things end. The miracle of Christmas is, is in us. You and, and me. Christmas re- really begins when, when we quit talking about the story and permit our lives to become the story. For our invisible God is now seen in a human face. The eternal word is now spoken by a human tongue. Sacred touch is now given by human hands. Yours is the face. Yours is the tongue. Yours are the hands. The glorious exchange of gifts has been given. The birth of the Christ child. God has given us divinity, and we have given God humanity. And all of this happens, Luke tells us, in the most ordinary of places and under the most mundane circumstances. It happens even as a government orders a census for taxation. It happens in the midst of of travel, of crowds and overbooked inns. It happens in the darkness and fear of the unknown future. It happens with the birth of a baby. It happens while working the night shift, while watching livestock. Jesus' birth does not allow us to escape the reality of our lives or our world. It is just the opposite. Jesus is born into the ordinary circumstances of our lives, of our world. There is no place you can go, no circumstances you may encounter, in which Jesus is not being born. Look at like, your life. What do you see? Name the reality. Whatever it might be. Because that is the place where Jesus is being born. A place where God's divinity meets your humanity. Christ's manger, our manger, has never been emptied of its power and its meaning, even when the light fades and the angels stop singing. And it never will be. It's the place where God's life and our life meet and intersect. It's the place where our lives are fed and sustained. 
in the midst of and sometimes in spite of our life's mundane and extraordinary circumstances. How could it be anything less than that? After all, a manger is just a feeding trough that sustains and gives life. So whenever you've experienced your life being nourished, grown, enlarged, any time you've received or offered forgiveness, when you've seen the world with new eyes, whenever you've awakened to a deeper and more profound meaning of your life, every time you've united yourself with the pain of the world, whenever you've experienced the light pushing back the darkness, when the impossible becomes a reality, when you've looked into the face of another and seen the holy, whenever you've joined your life to another and held nothing back, when compassion and strength have carried you through grief and loss, anytime you feel yourself to be loved, not because of what you have done or might do, but simply because you are. Whenever you've remembered and reclaimed yourself as a beloved daughter or son of God, whenever you've experienced any of those things or a thousand other things, you know Christ has been born in you. You know that Christmas lives in you. And Christ has been born anew in your time, in your place, and in your life. So let the angels depart and the shepherds return to their flocks. Let the sky become dark and silent. Let the holy family go home. Let Christmas become real. Because what's on your mantle isn't real. The manger of his birth is not in Bethlehem. Your life is the manger of his birth. In that, as the angel says, is good news of great joy for all people. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Amen. Amen.